Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very, very well, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm I'm a bit numb, I guess, emotionally and everything, going through some stuff, but it's all good. We also have <laughs> joining us joining us because we are going to break down the Arrowverse season finales is Miss Veronica Rose. Hey you guys, how you doing? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah. Sarah sour on the Arrowverse, so we need to have somebody who's not. <laughs> I'm what? I'm sour? sour. Yeah. I'm sour? <laughs> on the Arrowverse. At least you you're, were. You're not sweet on that. No. I, <laughs> no I, I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I, uh, I I got a better taste in my mouth after this after this week. So so what are your thoughts on the Arrowverse, Veronica? Um, well, considering I'm only watching Arrow and Legends right now, I I have no idea what's happening on The Flash or Supergirl. I I'm happy like I mean, for the most part I'm happy with how Arrow kind of, you know, ended. Am I happy with the, the overall season? Eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how I really feel. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm still trying to process what happened, like not in an emotional way, but more in a like, I don't know, analytical way. I, so, you know, I'm still kind of like on the fence about it, but as for legends, like, you know, I'm still so hardcore about that show and I love it and everything, but it's, you know, that's pretty much the only well, two that I really care about. Well, we have a new show that, uh, you might mm-hmm. care about that, uh, had its up front today and, um, the trailer, full trailer was released. Have you guys had a chance to see it? Yes, Batwoman. Oh, Batwoman, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, have you, have, you, have you watched it? I saw, like, 70% of it. Okay. <laughs> I think, so, um, it, you know, I'm I'm ready for something different as far as, like, lead care. Um, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this. You know, and I know a lot of people are, are pretty much down on CW and, and how they've pretty much disappointed a lot of people. But uh, considering that Batwoman is like she's very specifically, you know, a queer character that's a superhero, it that alone is enough to make me want to watch it. I don't need to worry about ships. You know, who's going to be her girlfriend? Who's going to be the love? I, I don't care about that stuff. I'm just kind of interested in them showing a strong female lead that is not part of an ensemble cast. Like, whereas Legends is an ensemble cast. And so it's hard to, like, make Sarah Lance the one main lead of the show. Where in this case, Batwoman, they can focus on just Kate Kane and, and kind of, you know, give us a new look into a different type of, you know, world as far as superhero, female superheroes go for at least for the CW. <laughs> yeah. I, I was very pleased and impressed with the uh, first full trailer. It mm-hmm. uh, had a very almost cinematic feel to it. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the music and the, uh, 
shots that they utilized and and really did a good job of just setting setting the table as far as introducing us to the, the various characters. Obviously, we see the we see Lucius Fox, so it ties into uh, the current universe as far as Batman and things that we're familiar with, but also in the Batcave and and uh, her, of course her story. Of course, every superhero has to have a tragic story and so in Kate's case it was her father running this company and uh, her mom gets caught in the crossfire uh, and so that's how she you know, becomes why well, he made that, that point in the in the line in the, in the trailer as far as like you all have left so it, it, I thought it did a good job of setting the table for this upcoming series seemed to try to Definitely show how it's going to differentiate itself from the other established shows. Uh, as, as you said, trying to show us a, a strong lead character, strong female mm-hmm. lead character, and yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to to it and, and and looking at the schedule as far as how they they paired it with Supergirl on Sunday night. Uh, they are definitely are, I think are picking up some of the the. World's finest vibes from uh, from Elseworlds. So the the trailer was good. Um, I think it's funny how much Ruby Lo- Rose looks like Robert Pattinson. So, <laughs> so. oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> they are kind of stepping on themselves as far as the bats today, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So what is this Crisis on Infinite Earths five hour event? Yeah. So as part of the upfronts today, they. Uh, basically broke the news as far as how they're going to do the crisis crossover. So basically it, it is a five hour event. It's, they said in two quarters, which they finally, which was very confusing the way they worded it at first, but saw some clarification on what they meant by two quarters. So basically the, the first half of it will air in December and then they'll go hiatus like they always do, and then the last, I guess, two hours of the event will, or three hours of the event will air in, in January when they come back from hiatus. So all the all the shows are going to be involved. Legends is going to be a part of it. So maybe that'll be their season premiere kickoff as far as the, the crisis. Uh, Batwoman is going to be there. Arrow was whatever's left of Arrow at that point, and. Uh, the Flash mm-hmm. as well. So, of course, our season finales with with the Flash and Arrow both sort of set the set the stage for for the crisis to follow through the threads that they had established in uh, in, in Elseworlds. But uh, that's essentially the, during the upfronts they basically set out what they plan on doing with the, with the with the uh, crossover event. And then you said that they released the synopsis for the final season. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's just a very simple paragraph, just basically picking up on what we saw in the finale, which is, uh, uh, what will the future hold for Oliver as he puts himself in up with the, the most challenging, uh, battle yet, uh, where the multiverse is in the balance. It's just, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what the synopsis said for the, uh, Arrow, uh, final season that was introduced today at the upfront. So, uh, we, we clearly got that established in the, in the fin- finale this past, this week. And, um, 
of course they reiterated that that's what season eight's going to be about. So, uh, so yeah, we, we get, we get, uh, that and also Arrow is moving to Tuesday night as well, mm-hmm. uh, after the flash. So, uh, so with the, uh, scheduling, it'll be Supergirl and Batwoman on Sunday, uh, Black Lightning, even though it's not an Arrowverse, but it'll be returning, uh, for season three on Monday nights and it's being paired with All American. And then, uh, Flash still at their usual spot at eight o'clock and Arrow in its final season will be on at nine o'clock on Tuesday night. And actually it's the first time they've actually been paired together, uh, in their, in their, in their runs, which is, uh, yeah, it's a first. Yeah. So that's going to be a schedule for the ball. Yeah, that's the first. <laughs> that's so weirdly. Um, so, so wait, wait. I'm sorry. I kind of also glazed over when you were reading the synopsis, and not because it was boring, but because the synopsis itself. I'm I'm just kind of confused here. They're really going to have Arrow season eight, the final season of a series, be Oliver playing bitch to the monitor. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty that, much. That, that's how the series is going to end yeah but also during the upfronts uh, the president of the CW network also said that the door is still is open for Emily to come back well of course it is yeah. but if <laughs> the story but it, but it, it during this finale <laughs> right but if the well he, he basically you know put a little caveat on there if the story makes it a very, a very natural way to integrate her into the into it so so it's not a done deal. I mean, I guess it you know, obviously depends on what her schedule's like. Right. Yeah. Right. She's going to be doing so much already. I mean, she's already got what I think they're like a movie or something on top of the off-Broadway play that she's doing. And I would be surprised if she doesn't keep just booking. You know, she's doing so well outside of Arrow that she's not going to. I can't see that they're going to be like, oh, we're going to have her come in in and out all throughout the season i feel like save her for like one final big episode or something i don't well, know I, I just 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 have her pop up in the series finale i mean that's usually what they tend to do especially with characters who leave midway through make at least mm-hmm. one appearance yeah right I, I, curtis uh <laughs> what <laughs> curtis curtis yeah 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 See, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, I'm not, everybody is, is like seriously like freaking out. Arrow Twitter. And they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to understand. At this point, I'm not going to even bother trying to understand what's happening because I think they don't even know yet what they're trying to do. I think they have an idea. They maybe have like some sort of an outline of what they're planning. But I really don't think that any of the showrunners or anybody in crisis, as far as production is concerned, really knows what they're doing just yet. And um, it's just kind of confusing. And I'm just and so for me, it's like, OK, they, they're giving us the, the gist of it. They're, they're letting us. Okay, this is what our are. This is what we're hoping for. This is what we want. Um, but I don't want to try to to figure out what's happening. Everybody is already putting out their conspiracy theories on what's going to happen, what's going to. And then they're also talking about what they hope happens. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because that leads to being completely and sorely disappointed by 
this season, just like what happened last season. Like too many expectations were abound and and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, that was not what I was expecting. And people were, you know, became um and the nicest way I can say emotional <laughs> over it. <laughs> Um, to the point where, you know, people even like actual friendships kind of broke up because of, you know, dueling ideas about, you know, I like the show, I hate the show, you know? And so I don't, I'm like, at this point, I, I just want to wait out the summer, enjoy all the shows that are coming out this summer. And then when Arrow premieres and I'm ready, I'm ready for crisis. I'm going to have a clean slate. And I just, I'm going to watch it as its own separate type of show rather than expecting Arrow. <laughs> yeah, well, it is going to be its own type of show with uh, the way things uh, ended with uh, with the finale. So, uh, which actually felt more like. Exactly. A, which actually felt more like, a, it felt like a series finale and then all the backdoor pilots that everybody was trying to say was going to happen with, uh, with Mia and Blackstar. Uh, seems like, uh, we're, we're we're getting to that with season eight possibly. Mm-hmm. Hey, one cent. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just you know I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing what Veronica said not to do, but yeah. <laughs> you know. But no, but uh, you know I think that I I really don't know. I think I think Emily's leaving was a surprise to the showrunners in some mm-hmm. form or fashion. I, mean, I think they did have to, they probably had things go one way, but because of her, her leaving, they had to definitely had to adjust. And, and honestly, you know, and, and, and the finale just really did feel like a, like a series finale and in, in many regards. And I think in some respects it, whenever we look back at season eight, um, it, we, we will see that, as far as the OTA, what we've known as Arrow, uh, seasons one through seven was, it did end at the end of season seven and we get this abbreviated season that we will see, as you said, uh, Oliver being the monitor's bitch. I think what we, um, I think what happened too is, and, and I've seen a lot of people, um, confused by this and I'm not talking about like the 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 stands or whatever I'm talking about just like regular people who just enjoy watching a show and they at it a lot of people are really confused you know because they went back and forth between you know the flash forwards and present and um I know a lot of people were just like we don't understand like what's happening like with the flash forwards what we're going to get next season um and then people are, they keep bringing up like, okay, so future star city doesn't exist or exist. And, and I, it's, it's kind of like they just left so much up in the air that I really hope that when they come back next season, they give us some answers because it, even though we got a really good goodbye from, you know, OTA with that final scene of, them together in the bunker I still am left with a lot of questions (laughs) just like and it has nothing to do with like the family stuff or or you know um 
raising me and earning that for me a lot of the questions are like okay how did this start or how did you know all of a sudden William's in charge of a company and okay so Felicity set that up and he didn't know and and I know like there's all these other little you know underlying stories that have kind of come up through the season with the flash forwards but I'm just at a point where I'm you know I can't I'm so tired of trying to figure it out that um I don't really like how the last few episodes went but I'm not completely disappointed with the the finale you know what I mean no, because I didn't watch the last few episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is Will now Why gone? are we here? <laughs> What's that? Where did Will go? I'm not the only one disappearing. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm here. I'm here. I was, just, I was listening to Veronica. <laughs> um. So, so I don't know why everybody's so confused about this. I think that the writers um, basically did this to themselves because of the they made a decision last season to have Oliver reveal himself as the Green Arrow. The moment you do that, suddenly you're 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 going to you're going to lose part of what it what a superhero show is, is about the dual identity. And that's the whole premise. So the moment they made that decision. I feel like they were planning for quote unquote end game, essentially. And the, I mean, everybody heard Michael Rosenbaum's interview with Stephen Amell the summer before season seven started airing and everybody immediately started throwing like red signals. Somebody's getting ready to leave. And so on one hand, I, th- I think you're right, Veronica. The writers were very surprised that Emily Bett left, but I think they were also, they kind of, they did some magic when they re-secured Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. Because, because of how this ended, I, I think they really weren't expecting that. And, and maybe they had already known back when the mid-season finale, because everybody knows this show, this season took a turn, a sharp turn left the moment the crossover aired. And it was because when the way they left that, all we're thinking about is crisis. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, game over. Who cares about Amico? Who cares about the Ninth Circle? Because we know <laughs> that they pass it. Because there's a bigger threat. Yep. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll say it. I, I didn't like what they did here with the, it's a, it's such a cop out. I'm sorry. The, Oliver and Felicity, they, they get their happy, happily ever after. I'm happy, but it's a cop out move that he's still, he's still in this place, obviously, where, he paid a penance, but he can never return to his family and to the life that <laughs> he knew. Um, so, so now she's going to go and join him like 20 years later. So uh, to me, it just feels like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well, well with me. Well, I, I know we, we joked last week when we finished our recording that we thought that some kind of, that would happen somehow after crisis that they would go 
into this like you know happy place in Valhalla or whatever after after he sacrifices himself or whatever. And you you know that's exactly what happened. I mean it, it was you're right it was telegraphed and 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 it they did it, 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 both with Arrow and Flash I think with the Elseworlds and, and launching Crisis it it did basically undercut the storytelling for the second halves of of those show seasons. I think mm-hmm. you I think you are correct there because uh, because uh, yeah I, I will but I will say that the Flash did do a little better job using that using the crisis and integrating that into their storyline uh, because otherwise mm-hmm. um, obviously the, the cicada storyline just just did not work and they had written themselves in boxes on, on, with that but at, at least the tease from Elseworlds with crisis worked a little bit better in that so that even with the whenever we we get the the, the fast the change in the headline date uh at the end of the episode uh, it, it was sort of like it was expected it wasn't a surprise and but i think overall they did a better job of of, of integrating the, the the known thing that we were about we going to get in the fall uh into the story so so okay before we jump into the flash discussion yeah. um the the other problem I have with especially what happened in the second half of Arrow season seven is Black Star. Um, I really liked her at the beginning of the season. I liked how they did the flash forwards. Then suddenly it felt like they ran into season four problems with the flashbacks of where everything just felt like Oh, we have to, we have to show you now. We can't wait to show you what happens to Dinah's neck. Um, and so we'll have a whole episode <laughs> about that. We have to show you what happened with William, even though the moment William's gone, suddenly they find out she's pregnant with Mia. So, so everything started feeling rushed and almost like we have to explain ourselves. So that everything in the first half of this season makes sense. And, and it just, I really don't like how they're going to do this spinoff show that nobody asked for. Like, to me, they, if they, they can find another character. They, they can find actually, I mean, the fact that we have Batwoman now, why do we need Black Star if we're going to have Batwoman? Well, I, I think. You, you raised the, you, I think you made a good point there, Sarah, that maybe all of the theory spirals that this is a backdoor pilot, it's just, it's just off. And it's not a show that folks have asked for, and it's not going to be one. I mean, it could definitely be where we will see in season eight of Arrow, Oliver and, and some of these other characters still I mean, Star City has been saved. Given that they only have 10 episodes, given how they left things with the Monitor, it really could be a situation where he is, we're seeing some of those events that lead up to the crisis and maybe Arrow, and and maybe with all of these shows in the first part of the season, various elements of of the crisis will be the focus of, of those, of those episodes. You know, 
this season was so convoluted. Like, mm-hmm. they really didn't need to bring Emiko into this season. Like, they, there was no reason to introduce her if they were going to spend so much time on flash forwards and trying to explain what's going to happen in the flash forwards with the, the current present day you know, yep. stuff. Adding Emiko was really a bad decision. Yep. And the other thing that I, like Beth Schwartz would say things to the fans like, oh, but, you know, it, it, just keep watching. It'll explain itself. It's like, why did you guys have to stretch this out? I mean, why did you even have to bring in Emiko and bring in this this completely just unnecessary story arc that we didn't need? It, it just it made everything so um, busy. And it was to the point where you were just like, oh, God, can we already get to the point you know they were they were doing so much with her story and yet they're still trying to do these flash forwards and and it just seems like everybody was running around like a chicken without its head and it was it was frustrating because we didn't need the emiko story like we just we didn't need it i think i'll I'll disagree a little bit there i think it was it was i will uh, Concede the point that it was things were getting very crowded as far as threads, but I think the Dante story and the Nice Circle. It when it first, whenever we first were introduced to it, when when Diggle and Lila were uh, in uh, in Europe and portrait that was painted and and with Dante and it, you know there was that air of mystery and stuff and and so I think. That worked very well. I think where it went sideways was when they killed off Dante very, very quickly and made Miko the, the 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 focus of the and leader of the nice circle because unfortunately the character wasn't developed enough and wasn't portrayed well enough to give the the weight and seriousness and believability that they were the, the 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 energy and the focus behind a nice circle. So I think that's where that's where it, it faltered in my opinion. Yeah, I just I don't know. It, unless, you know, Emiko is going to play a part in the in the flash forwards oh. and in the future and whatever, there I just still don't see how there there is a purpose to her if oh, she's not uh, going to have a, a play in this and the the ninth circle. I don't know. It just well, yeah. I think she's pretty much pretty much been taken off the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty clear. And not she, only yeah. that, but Unless they when go Arrow to a went into the whole like, <laughs> when they brought the team into be part of like the cops and being their vigilante task force, like. That was just too much, you know, and like Sarah says, Oliver revealing who he is took away from the um, intrigue of the show and it, it and then having them work with the police, which was basically a corrupt police system to begin with on that show. They, it just all of that was just I, that just didn't work for me. And mm-hmm. I wish that if they were going if they knew they were going to be saying goodbye to Arrow. 
the like the way it was, they should have gone back to what made it so good to begin with. And they didn't. They had the opportunity to do it, and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why I'm not happy completely with the season. Yeah, I mean, that means that I do believe the first seven episodes of the season are probably some of their best writing of the entire series and the best acting. Because when yeah. Oliver was in prison, it was brilliant. I mean, yeah. I was fully yeah. engaged. I was like, this is on fire. They can do no wrong. Um, and what, and then they released him and you had a few episodes <laughs> and you, and I bring it up because Veronica, you're absolutely right. And thank you for mentioning it. The deputization. It's like, no. No. Why? It makes everything so much more complicated, especially when you hear vigilantes are outlawed in the future. And why? And what the whole heck is the point of all this? If you save a city that then also your wife corrupts unknowingly because she's a genius. And of course, people are going to want her technology. So it just yeah. it got to a point where, you know, I... I love these characters, and I think that's why you're where there's so much emotions is that mm-hmm. when characters are not, it's not that we're trying to have a say on how the story should be, but when you join a fandom and suddenly you feel like the writers minimize or just suddenly don't don't treat your characters correctly or how like, or suddenly they take like a very wrong turn. It just hurts because it's like somebody just, it's just as kind of like somebody is taking away some of your joy and appreciation of a story that you love so much. Mm -hmm. I can't agree more because when they, this when had the beginning of Arrow this season. I agree. It was great. The whole prison thing. I mean, I was like, yes, we are back to the Oliver Queen that I was excited for. And then all of a sudden, it just went to crap. It's like if you're with the whole police force. It's like if you're a Star Trek fan. You tell Mm. everyone you watch Wrath of Khan. And then they say, well, what about this one? And you have to say, it's not as good. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Suddenly you have things like you want to show and you want others to get on board and you're like, but don't look there, look yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Stay, yeah. <laughs> Stay away from Star Trek Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the whales? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That was, the, the whales was a good one. That was the, no, the, this was the one with Spock's half brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, go find, they, they go find God in that one, which was just yeah. That's the one that Shatner directed. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Oh my god! So let me ask you guys: <laughs> Do you believe that when Felicity met with the Monitor, that Oliver is dead, or is he alive and she's going to him? Or do you believe, you know, like? Because everyone's like, oh, my God, he's dead and she's going to go be with him in heaven or something. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I saw some tweets no. about that. And I, I'm I'm sorry. Did we forget who the monitor was? 
Right? <laughs> God. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I, I'm like, he, I don't know why it's hard for people to realize that the whole time that they've been apart, it's not because he was dead. They just made everybody believe he was, but he wasn't I have, dead. I have a better question for you. Since when did we stop caring about Diggle? We have yeah. no idea where he is <laughs> in the future. I know. Why isn't anybody talking about it? What does it say as uh, about us as viewers? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it says, again, many people, the, the focus of the show was Elicity. And that's, I mean, to, to, to the students, Benefit and to his detriment. And so I think you, you raise a very good point. You know, no one, no one is asking what, what happened to John? I mean, I mean, we know he, he took care of Connor and John Jr., but, and there was a falling out, but there were two lives that needed to be sacrificed because, I mean, isn't that the whole point? Balancing and both Kara and Barry died. Mm-hmm. Right. So what the heck? Why why is it that the monitor's like, okay, well, two lives needed to die simultaneously there, but to balance it out, we will take this life and then wait twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um it's a little frustrating, I guess, because we're all kind of like, okay, so what happened? But I keep thinking, like, as far as Diggle is concerned, like. Somehow, even though he's not really mentioned in the flash forwards, but there's this tease of him coming back as Green Lantern in Crisis that something is good. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, I, yeah. I'm just yeah. hoping <laughs> that that's what it is. Is like if they're silently making him like not be talked about because they're going to give us like the greatest of all time. I mean, because if they really do, if they come with Diggle well, being Green Lantern, I will die. That, well, it's very possible. They set <laughs> well, the stage. Well, then I don't want it to happen. They set well. What? That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Will is just like, okay, Veronica, you can die then because it's going to <laughs> <laughs> You can die happy. <laughs> well, they did set it up in Elseworlds, and then they carried it forward when we met his, half, his uh, stepfather, so... Yes. And that would be fantastic. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Let me, un- I, I can't tell happen. you how much I know. Don't say that because everything, <laughs> when we I, can't okay, before I watched things. Arrow, I was, I didn't know about the actual show, like who was like, I knew that they had a, a, a hint or a tease of like Black Canary and, and that was all I knew. I didn't know about like any of the other characters. And when I started watching it, cause I watched seasons one through f- uh, four on Netflix, I kept going, okay, so when are we going to get like Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart or when, when are we going to get, <laughs> you know, cause I'm in my head, I'm thinking back to the comics. I'm thinking like he and Green Lantern and, and then when they introduced Barry, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get Barry Allen. You know, that's pretty cool. But they never came out with that. And so I always saw Diggle as that person, you know, as as the Green Lantern, even though he became Spartan. Mm. But if that happens in Crisis, I will be happy <laughs> with the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> that very well, it very well could happen. And it, it had been teasing like a, a 
Green Lantern forever with the Ferris Air and mm-hmm. uh, even and then of course uh, we got uh, Flash ninety saying John I never asked about the ring so so yeah we, yeah <laughs> so yeah. It, it's it's very possible it's very possible and he's just going off to be a guardian somewhere mm-hmm. and another maybe that would, maybe be, a, a, that would a, be that would be a great end to the whole thing for Arrow <laughs> yeah yeah well I mean that's the whole point of Crisis is to like blow up things and as we know the CW takes the the source material and puts their own spin on it so what better yeah. way for uh, to send Diggle off is to become a Green Lantern for a, another sector. So, Sarah, you're an Ola City stripper. How did you like the end? Um, I, I'm. I talked about the ending, right? I I called it a huh? cop out. <laughs> Why are we late. leaving, Veronica? You know, Will is desperately about- wanting to talk about the Flash. You do realize that, right? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have huh mine yeah like like what do you mean how did I like the like, like I mean the 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 family stuff they showed us like the the fluffy you know they get to the cabin and they have a baby and they cuddle and all that stuff if you had shown me that like three years ago I probably would be on the floor just in a ball of emotions and joy I'm I'm dead inside at this point you yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had they, they, did, they, did, they did use your, your song from your video though so hey there's that <laughs> they, they did and I noticed the spike in my views on that it's still not nearly as as many as I would hope especially thought I thought it because I thought it was one of my better one ones but you know some some pop and others just die <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's I like I'm really not trying to be sarcastic about it or anything, but um, I honestly forgot about those scenes until you're like, you know, with the kid. And, the, and I was like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, there is cute. It was bluff. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't have much reaction either. So don't because I'm not that person like. I see a kid and like people having kids. I'm like, cool. Just keep it far away from me. <laughs> I, for me, so, I think that, um, I'm more of a shepherd when it's angsty and brooding, mm. not when it's happiness. I don't think I like. <laughs> the- <laughs> no, I, I bet I bet you could write so many articles about the different types of shippers because I I bet it's true that there's some people oh, yeah. who just love the fluffy happiness joy of two people being madly in love, and then there are other shippers who feel like the whole story is based around whether these two people will get together and stay together and have a happily ending. Well, the moment that happens, the story's over. So anything right. beyond that point, it's like, no, I, I figured that out. Thank you. Don't need to see it. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm happy that, that the majority of fans got, you know, the happy family stuff that they wanted um i don't you know i'm not dismissive of their their happiness i am not dismissive of their joy of their emotional reactions to it i think it's fantastic that they got it 
Um, I think for me, out of that whole thing, the thing that I got the biggest, like, aww moment out of is when the three of them were in the bunker saying their last goodbyes to each other. That, for me, was, like, that was what I was happiest about because that's what I started watching the show with and being able to see the three of them. And then they both, you know, Diggle and Felicity walk away, and then here comes Oliver, you know, just this one shot, a 360 shot of him that... That I thought was really cool. I did not like. I liked that scene. I thought it was kind of stupid how they kind of did the 360 shot and then turned the lights out on him. <laughs> I would have at least had him leave and then shut down the facility. Like having him just stand there. I'm suddenly thinking to myself, dude, are you gonna run into Felicity's computers because she might come back and kill you? Like, who cares about you, the You thought a little too far into that <laughs> Logistically, it doesn't make sense, Veronica. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just made me think of, like, the beginning of the, the series when they had that close-up of his face and his eyes, and then they ended the series with, or at least that goodbye, they ended it with that close-up of his face and his eyes. I thought that was pretty cool. See, this is why Tasha should have been on the show. Will, because instead of all of the sourness from me, we could have witnessed Tasha and Veronica talking about Arrow and basically probably trying to one up each other on like, do you remember in this episode, (laughs) you know how it relates exactly to what happened there. And me and you are just like, oh, my God. (laughs) But in all seriousness. Will is just being so polite, and I know it's killing him because he really liked this episode of The Flash, despite everything leading up to it. So I have to cut off the arrow talk for at least 10 minutes. Will (laughs) laid on me. Why did I not emotionally get it? No, I'm not going to say that. Run it, run through it with us. Um, what were the highs? What were your lows of the season finale of The Flash? Okay, I'll start with the lows. And I think anyone, well, it's pretty much what most of the fandom would feel. The, obviously, the Cicada storyline finally was over. <laughs> and it was just all the problems that they had with Cicadas 1 and 2 were were apparent uh, in the in the finale. But... The one thing that The Flash does do well is they did use the very, very weak villain to get to the real, the real villain and the, the best villain that they've had from day one, which is Thawne. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, the, I'll leave Cicada alone for now. Put him away, her and her away. And let's never speak of them again. So what this, the, the second half of this episode is, was why I still, still hold on for hope for this show because they did an amazing job of pulling all the threads, at least as with regards to Abarthon together in this, in this uh, finale. And from the, 
utilization of the person who won't be named Stagger and also the, all the callbacks throughout the season where they did the reverse time hack, as, as you noted, um, with when they were in the time vault and Nora blurted out, um, you know, whenever he discovered who she was and, and, and how Fawn used does the mind fuck with everyone. Uh, like with Cisco and basically like making Cisco feel, you know what? I don't need to be a meta because I don't really want to thank the guy that gave me these powers to begin with. So it made sense to close that arc out that they've been sort of laying the groundwork for throughout the season with Cisco uh, questioning being a meta and thinking about taking the meta cure. And so when he when he took the drug, I was like, okay, fair enough. I that makes that in some regard made sense. Now, I will say what you just you guys talked earlier about writing and how it's very hard sometimes when you've gotten so attached to a character and certain attributes of a character that the writers take them on this journey that you don't necessarily agree with. And I saw a lot of that during the season from other other folks as it relates to Cisco. But for me, the way they utilized Spawn in the finale made sense for why Cisco and the whole theme of the season has been legacy. And so Cisco didn't really want his legacy to be centered around Eobard Thawne as far as him being a meta, him being a hero, that he's he's more to that. There's more to him than just being a meta. So I thought that was very good. The uh, resolution with Nora. So <laughs> I like Nora as a character, but again, I didn't feel that emotion. I felt actually more emotion just to get back to Arrow with what with what I saw with Oliver, Felicity, and Diggle in the in the cabin. Uh, Nora's story. I was, it was one of those things where, you know, since I wasn't really emotionally attached to her, it was kind of like, okay, I'm, I was sad to see it happen. Uh, it was predictable what was going to happen. And again, I liked the way that they utilized the, uh, negative speed force. You know, again, that's, I had commented to someone back a few weeks ago. I wish they had like carried that negative speed force arc more than this crappy cicada one. Um, oops, I'm sorry, the person that won't be named one. Because <laughs> they could have really mined so much with that. Uh, and they really touched on it in some of the episodes leading up to the finale where Fawn had, did have true affection for, for Nora. And he used that, that affection to, to mess with Barry. And we saw that in the finale where, uh, when they had their showdown there in the, in the plaza where uh Bond really did or if he didn't if he didn't have affection for Nora, he definitely played mind games of Barry enough to take her into this negative speed force to try to save her. Mm-hmm. So so those are the things that I wish they had spent more time in five B than this other weak arc that uh the character that shall not be named we were dealing with and 
We get it, Will. <laughs> bringing back Chris, Chris Klein, which we didn't need. And, yeah, so, yeah, so, but all being said, it the finale part, second half of it definitely left me with a better feeling going into season six then, than I did going into the episode. Yeah, that's the funny thing about both of these finales. The big bad in both of them disappear halfway through, which I thought yeah. was interesting. How the, I was like, oh, we're already halfway through. And one thing that stuck out to me watching the Flash finale, um, and I haven't been the nicest person to the Flash, I'll admit it. I critique often is there is something to be said about how those writers find ways, unique ways and creative ways to incorporate, whether it's a revelation, a gadget, a a plot point into the finale, almost reminding you nostalgically everything that occurred in the season and really building up to, no, this is exactly how we defeat this person. And then the setup for the next person to come afterwards. And, and I don't know what it was about watching it the other night, but that just stood out to me. And, and I think that is effective. Yeah. Even if some of the, to get there, I'm like, hey, I don't need that hour yeah. to <laughs> learn about how this works, but there is a payoff. And so yeah. I really like this. My other question is, what the heck, guys? This isn't the Marvel Universe, and yet everybody keeps doing the same effect for people yeah. disappearing. Well, like, remember, though, that effect was actually first – we first saw that type of effect early on in the series. So, yeah, yeah I think now – obviously, Infinity War, it's like, it's like the Matrix. I mean, somebody else – did that stop motion stuff before that film, but it's always associated with the matrix, even though someone else did it before. I think that's happened with the Thanos snap. <laughs> and the, the well, I just, maybe it's just the fact that I, I saw infinite or end game twice. And then I go into doom patrol and it's there. And yeah. then this week on the flash, it's there. Thank God they didn't pull that crap on arrow or else I would be like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Um, and so I'm not necessarily saying copycat as much as we get it. People yeah. disappear and it's really sad, especially if they just disintegrate right in front of you. Um, but there's another way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the visual effects team will figure out a new, a new way because it is, be, it is, it is being, becoming over, overly utilized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with all of your points. For a moment there, I could have sworn you were going to say. And then they got rid of Cicada, and they revealed the main big bad of the season, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. They really – that is – especially when they introduced the negative speed force because that's something that they incorporated from from the recent uh, edition of the comics, and it's a great edition, and, and, and they – Really, they, and they touched on it as far as, especially in the finale with Nora, realizing that if she kept that power, it would make her completely evil like Fawn. And, and a couple episodes back where they had the, I guess the, the, the poor man's rogue gallery, 
uh, because they couldn't bring, they couldn't afford or the, to bring the, the real ones back or whatever. Uh, when she was pretend, whenever she was in, 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 first went into the negative speed force, I wish they had done that earlier. And that's when they could have really, really shown how Fawn was manipulating her and, and, and they could have, they could have gone some different story ways with it that, uh, unfortunately, uh, they won't be able to now, at least, at least through, through Nora. Uh, but, uh, maybe we'll see it in, in season six with whoever, whoever the villain will be. Yeah. So wait, Nora died? Yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't watch it, so I. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so then why why are people saying that she's the reason crisis starts? Because she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> she choose me. Choose me. Choose me. Choose me. Yeah. Choose Go me. Ahead, yeah. Choose me. So actually, in my mind, <laughs> and Will can correct me, but when she, she's from the future, so right. you have to remind right. yourself that in season four of the Flash, she technically created the catalyst because right. she she went back in time all the way in season four during that crossover is the first time we see her right. in present day now now what really ends up happening is she is the um the season finale of that season she ends up um disrupting the timeline yet again because she um Man, DeVoe had had a satellite come crashing down on Central City, and she stops it alongside her dad, which leads to them, her actually revealing herself and the setup for this season. So throughout this season, there's a lot of back and forth. Nora, Nora is not Barry. Nora will try 52 times. 56 times how many times did she try in that single yeah, episode was, to correct the consequence there was a, a, at least 52 <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so so when we say that it's all Nora allen's fault um it's true yeah. <laughs> because she was also manipulated by the reverse flash to tr- to kill cicada to kill Cicada's dagger and ultimately help him in the future from being incarcerated. So she just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And every time she does that, she, and ultimately the fact that this allowed for Cicada's dagger to, um, to, disappear along with cicada future cicada it created a new timeline which at the end of this finale is revealed that the classic newspaper article of the flash's disappearance the time the year change from like 2024 to 2019 Mm -hmm. now now this this brings me to an interesting point and you were talking about how there's two quarters of the infinite Crisis on Infinite Earth um, story arc. Some episodes will air in 2019. Some will air in 2020. Correct. So they already told us that Barry's going to leave during the final hour in 2019. I think so. Okay. They they have a need. These writers. (laughs) Barry's going to disappear. 
So yeah. and that's the other thing too is you know getting back to Oliver sac- Oliver's sacrifice. One thing, so if you recall, Oliver, Supergirl, and and the Flash all die in in Crisis, or disappear in Crisis. So in in, in the comic book. So we yeah. fast forward Barry's disappearance to 2019. Oliver. You know, his tombstone is 2019, so to me it seems that the last episode of this year is going to be, at least two out of the three are going to be killed or sacrificed. And I don't, and I think Oliver's thing is not so much his deal with the monitor as much. He's, you know, he's going to be just, he's going to be in his mission and helping the monitor lose his life. But um, I don't think it's, you know, now that I think, now that I've seen it more in context, I don't think it's the deal that Oliver made with the monitor. All right, Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting, like, tactfully to use that that comment back on him. I'm so glad <laughs> I think he can <laughs> Uh, that, that goes back to an uh, earlier show, y'all. <laughs> I think that all three of them die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> die I know, I know all about him. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, before Will kills more characters, let's – I think that's a wrap tonight. All right. Well, Veronica, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Y'all can find me at Nerdy Chicana and E-R-D-Y-X-I-C-A-N-A on Twitter. And Will, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me killing characters. I think I'll take out uh, maybe... I don't know. Tell me who should I take out at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>